I just feel tiny between these two guitars. Today's Acoustic Tuesday show will find us looking at two guitars from my guitar snarl, both from Sisters Organ. Two dreadnoughts on complete opposite sides of the tonal spectrum. Two dreadnoughts that have two completely different origin stories, even though they're from the same builder. Hey TAC family, this is episode 284 of the Acoustic Tuesday show, a show packed full of inspiration and fun designed to help you get more progress, fulfillment, and joy from your acoustic guitar journey. Throughout today's episode, I'll be keeping you in the loop with some acoustic news you can use, including two music documentaries you can actually be a part of, a handful of performances that will knock your socks off, especially if you have a soft spot for lyrics, and much, much more. Plus, you're going to get a look at a guitar snarl from an Acoustic Tuesday viewer in Ohio. But first, let's go ahead and unpack these dreadnoughts. Yes, the two dreadnoughts you're going to see today are both from my guitar snarl. They are both from the folks at Thompson Guitars and they sound completely different. We're gonna kick things off with the Mahogany Dreadnought. This is a Thompson DCMA. It has Cuban mahogany back and sides, but I'll give you a full spec rundown in a bit. I first want you to hear it. Yes, this is a Thompson DCMA, a dreadnought body shape, a beautiful Adirondack spruce top, an ebony bridge with a through cut bone saddle, ebony bridge pins, an 18 style rosette. Around the top is tortoise binding. You've got an ebony fingerboard with kind of low key dot inlay that you'd find on most 18 style guitars, an inch and three quarter bone nut, a solid Thompson headstock with a Thompson inlaid in mother of pearl, Waverly tuners, and on the back, oh, on the back, a beautiful piece of Cuban mahogany. And I have to tell you, I love mahogany for a lot of reasons, but for whatever reason, this specific species of mahogany just pops. It's dry, it's crispy, it sounds oh so good. Under the hood of this bad boy, we have scalloped X-bracing, hand scalloped X-bracing, and it is just a bluegrass cannon. A little bit more on why I got this guitar, rather, well, yeah, why I got this guitar and how I got this guitar in a bit, but let's go ahead and listen to it again. people for me getting this guitar. The first is Trey Hensley. I had never heard of Thompson guitars before outside of Billy Strings, and then I saw that Trey Hensley had one. And then I heard Trey play it and I thought, wow, my socks are completely knocked off. What is that guitar? I've got to at least play one. And then back around, I want to say 2018, at the Acoustic Life Festival here in Bozeman, Montana, Matt Chulka was our 
honored guest. And I talked to Matt and I said, you guys got any Thompson guitars in stock? He said, oh, have I got one for you. So Matt Chalka is the second person I blame for me owning this guitar. He said, hey, I've got this mahogany dread back at the shop. I'll put a hold on it for you. I'll call you when I get back to St. Louis and we'll talk about it. We talked about it. I ordered the guitar. I hadn't even played it. And wow, did it not disappoint. You know, two solid votes there. Trey Hensley and Matt Chalka both said, you gotta check it out. And I was like, I'm in, count me in. The guitar showed up and it just blew me away. It just has power. It just has this wonderful, beautiful direct voice. And uh, let's go ahead and listen to that direct voice again. So why did I get this guitar? Well, I've had a bunch of different dreadnoughts. I have a bunch of different dreadnoughts. I've got a beautiful Martin HD35. I've got a Martin D41 Special, both rosewood. This was my first mahogany dreadnought. And wow, I never thought I was a mahogany dreadnought guy. I've always liked mahogany, but I didn't think it was for me because I always thought mahogany lacked overtones. And that's kind of the case but that's a really good thing to have at a bluegrass jam if you wanna cut. Sometimes overtones, as beautiful and supportive as they may be, can cause the guitar to come across as maybe a little bit muddy, maybe even a little bit uh, confused, meaning it's kind of um, a mush pile of different frequencies. That's kind of aggressive sounding, but that's, that's how I'm describing it today. Whereas mahogany is a very direct tone wood. It's very dry. It's very crispy. It's very fundamental focused. And if you're flat picking bluegrass tunes, if you're playing in a jam with a fiddle and a banjo, etc., you need that direct power. And that's what this guitar provides. I cannot believe how powerful this instrument is. And that's how I use it the most. I use this almost exclusively in a bluegrass setting. I almost use this exclusively playing fiddle tunes and cross picking, anything that I feel like I need to be heard, anything I feel like overtones would distract from, this guitar gets the call. I had this guitar in the studio, close mic'd, I was singing with it, and I could not believe how beautifully separated it was from my voice. This guitar continues to impress me. I am by no means saying you gotta go out and get one. I'm just telling you the reason why I got it and what I was looking for in a guitar. And this certainly, certainly um, held, it held up its end of the deal. A, a true uh, glorious bluegrass guitar. Let's go ahead and listen to it one more time.
Before I get on to this guitar, I should mention that as for strings, I use the same kind on both of these instruments, the Santa Cruz Parabolic Mid-Tension Strings. I feel like they're a great match for each of these guitars and they bring out the best in each of these guitars. Okay, on to the second Thompson in my guitar arsenal, and that is the Mad Addy. Another dreadnought with another beautiful Adirondack spruce top, ebony bridge with a drop-in bone saddle, ivoroid bridge pins. You've got ivoroid binding with herringbone trim on the top, a beautiful ebony fingerboard with kind of the classic 28 style uh, slotted diamond inlay, inch and three quarter bone nut, classic Thompson headstock with the Thompson inlaid mother of pearl, Waverly tuners, mahogany neck, and on the back, a beautiful piece of Madagascar rosewood. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, these guitars are almost identical. I should mention that um, you've got hand scalloped X bracing underneath the hood of this one as well. Now, you might be thinking, um, okay, these guitars are kind of identical with the exception of the back and sides. That is what separates these instruments. And I gotta tell you, they couldn't be any more different. And I think you'll be surprised as to how I got this and why I got this. But first, let's go ahead and hear this Thompson, we'll call it the Mad Addy. just stands for Madagascar Rosewood and Adirondack Spruce. It's kind of fun to combine them. It's like Mad Hatter, but Mad Addy. I'd like to think that this guitar kind of has some Mad Hatterish personality to it. Anyways, how did I come to own this guitar? Well, Whitney and I were out in Bend, Oregon back in 2021, I believe. Uh, for her birthday, we were spending a week in Bend, and Bend just so happens to be about 20, 30 minutes away from Sisters, Oregon, where Thompson Guitars is. And I thought to myself, I could probably squeeze in a trip up there, and Whitney so graciously allowed me to do so. I did it in the morning before we started gallivanting around town. And uh, so I went to the shop, and it was great to see all the folks. I got to hang out with Christine, I met Gareth, I met Simon, I met Olivia, amongst many other of the crew members. It was just awesome. And I had my, my mahogany dreadnought that you just saw, I had it with me. And I was sitting in the front area of the shop, picking some guitars, picking with some of the other crew members. And uh, I was basically just playing my guitar. And at one point I switched, grabbed this one off the wall. And I was like, wow, that thing has a voice. It's lush, it's beautiful. It has wonderful supportive overtones and it has power. And holy smokes, is it responsive. I couldn't believe it. Now I was picking it in a bluegrass setting, playing a lot of fiddle tunes, etc., and I loved it. So I thought to myself, I should probably, I should probably get that guitar. Whitney didn't know about this part, so I got the guitar. Came back to our hotel room with it, and she was like, "You're unbelievable," and I was like, "I am pretty unbelievable." Anyways. Um, I got the guitar direct from Thompson. It was just a, it was a treat to be there and get it from its um, from its birthplace, if you will. Now, before I tell you why this is in my guitar arsenal and why it serves such a specific role, and I think you'll be surprised at the role it serves, let's go ahead and listen to it one more time.
why is this guitar in my guitar snow? Well, I think you'll be surprised. I favor this guitar for slow, flat-picked songs where I'm singing, right? Think, think sad songs like uh, Bury Me Beneath the Willow, um, any number of sad tunes, slow waltzes, things like that. I favor this guitar for those types of songs. Now that doesn't mean I don't play other things on it, but if I was to sit down and record something, it would be a slow singing song and this guitar would get the call. Because it's so responsive, because it has these beautiful lush overtones, I can strum this guitar very lightly and it just breathes. It blossoms into this song. It's really great for sensitive songs because I don't have to play hard and I can play these subtle, beautiful chords and the guitar really speaks. It really kind of fills that space, both with the sustain and those beautiful overtones. So on slow songs, when you're not playing that hard anyway, it's good to pair them with a responsive guitar that offers a lot sonically. This guitar fits the bill big time. I'm always amazed that when I capo the guitar up or I maybe drop that low E string, it just has this, as I mentioned before, this wonderful blossom that the tone and the sustain seems to grow as you let it ring. So um, this guitar serves a very distinct purpose. And although I would say, man, that's a bluegrass guitar, it really is not. It's really more of a singer-songwriter guitar, at least for me. So let's go ahead and listen to it one more time, and then I'll get the desk together and we'll get back into uh, acoustic news you can use mode. Okay, here's the Thompson Mad Addy one more time. Actually, before I bring the desk back and before we dig into acoustic news, let me go ahead and ask you a question. Of these two dreadnoughts, which one do you favor? I'm not saying which one's good, which one's bad. I'm saying which one do you favor, the mahogany or the rosewood? I'm assuming it's going to be a 50-50 split, but I may very well be surprised. Go ahead and let me know in the comments below. And also, uh, while you're typing your comment in, if you have other questions you would like me to answer about my guitars, uh, you can put those in the comments as well. I'd love to continue this tour of my guitar snow in a way that's well, it's, it's fun for me, but also extremely beneficial for you. Maybe you're shopping for a guitar and the way that I talk about mine helps inform your decision. That's kind of the goal. This isn't really a, hey, look what I got kind of a situation. This really is a, hopefully an educational experience for you. And since it is for you, I wanna know what other questions you have. So go ahead and let me know those in the comments as well, like I mentioned. Okay, now I'm gonna get the desk and now we're gonna dig into some acoustic news you can use. First up, a music documentary you can be a part of. Oracle, the Michael Hedges story, is not out yet, 
they're currently fundraising for this documentary. Here's a quick synopsis of it. The first documentary about Grammy award-winning guitarist Michael Hedges since his untimely death in 1997. Directed by his son and brother, the story of Michael's life and music career will be told by his family, close friends, collaborators, and fans with never-before-seen footage and unreleased music. Yes, they are currently doing a fundraiser for this. There's a whole bunch of different tiers you can donate at from as little as, I think, 20 bucks on clear up to many, many thousands of dollars. But there's different incentives and whatnot, so make sure to check out the website. It is seedandspark.com forward slash fund, I believe. I'll go ahead and put the link in the description below. But uh, if you wanna learn more about this particular documentary, here's a quick little informational video slash uh, teaser trailer. We're not gonna look at all of it, just a small piece, but uh, you can visit that site to learn more. Here's that video. I lived in Mill Valley and I went to the 7-Eleven on Miller. He had spotted me and he parked outside the 7-Eleven, blue Volkswagen bus that he had, slid the door back, sit on the edge, threw tar out, and when I walked out of the 7-Eleven, he was playing aerial boundaries. I had never heard anything like it, ever, from anyone. And I'm standing in the 7-Eleven parking lot, and my mind is running out my nose in a puddle on the floor. Remember the first time you heard him do it? Okay, well, the first time I heard him do it was there in that parking lot, and I will never be the same. Next up on my list, two of my absolute favorites, both incredible guitar players, both incredible human beings, Tommy Emanuel and Molly Tuttle in the same room playing White Freightliner Blues. I mean, you've probably seen the footage of them. I think it was on the, the Kayamo cruise. I don't know, they do this cruise where a bunch of guitar players perform for the, the folks attending the cruise and it's awesome. And they played White Freightliner Blues and tore the roof off the place. Can you do that on a boat? Tore the roof, tore the hull off the boat? I don't know, whatever, they, they ripped it up. And they actually sat down in the recording studio and recorded it and Man, Molly's voice sounds great. The guitar playing from Molly sounds awesome. Tommy's guitar playing sounds awesome. Tommy sings on it as well. I mean, it's just downright awesome and you have to hear it. Here it is. No, I'm not ending the show quite yet. I want to let you know about Tommy's new album coming out April 28th. It's named Accomplice 2. Now you might be thinking, wait, isn't he on Accomplice like three right now? 
I don't want this to be confused with the Accomplice series. The Accomplice series, to the best of my knowledge, is a series of smaller, shorter form EPs where he plays with a particular musician. Accomplice 2 is a full length album, and I believe this song will be on it. And that, again, is coming out April 28th. You can pre order it now. Go ahead and check out Tommy Emanuel's site. You can go right to the store. Check out, well, you can check out that Accomplice series, but also this forthcoming Accomplice 2 album. Next up on the news list is a beautiful, beautiful performance by Willie Carlisle. I've mentioned him before on the show, and he just filmed one of his original songs for Western AF. It's the song named All of the Red-Headed Stranger. If you have a soft spot for lyrics, get ready. You're probably going to listen to this way more than one time. This is Willie Carlisle playing the song, All of the Red-Headed Stranger, an absolute beautiful song by a fantastic songwriter. Here he is. Now the soldier has his rifle, and the hangman has his noose. My love has got her overhauls and a tongue so sharp and She's three beers deep in the throes of that poetry Making me vow she won't keep Says she's unhappy, so damn unhappy In love, but she can't tell me why My baby sings all on the red-headed stranger Just when she's too drunk to cry now we're going to head on over to Granville, Ohio, and check out a guitar snow from Acoustic Tuesday viewer Christine Ramsey. Here's what she has in her guitar snow. A Zager Parlor guitar, which is a 12-fret guitar, a Taylor GS Mini Koa, and a Taylor 322 CE 12-fret Grand Concert. That is an awesome guitar. All those are great guitars, but that Taylor 322 is certainly fantastic. Uh, Christine, thank you so much for submitting your guitar snow. If you're sitting there thinking, I want to get my guitars featured on the show, uh, please do so. All the links that you need to do that are in the description below. You can get yourself a guitar snow shirt and then, ahead, go, and then go ahead, take a picture amongst all of your guitars and upload it to that other link there where you can submit your guitar snow photo and I'll feature you on the show. And with that, uh, speaking of guitars and guitar snows, go ahead and grab a guitar from your guitar snow. We're going to see what the TAC family is working on today. Every week within Tony's Acoustic Challenge, the TAC family rotates between the five essential skills that help you learn any song faster, right? Your fluency in these five essential guitar skills allows you to learn songs that much quicker because a lot of popular songs share certain parts, share certain skills. This is where the five essential skills come into play. On Monday, the TAC fam does a technique challenge, Tuesday, a guitar lick challenge, Wednesday, an improvisation challenge, Thursday, a rhythm guitar challenge, and Friday, a chord transition challenge. Today is Tuesday. They are working on a guitar lick, and I think you'll see that it sounds rather familiar. Here it is. Your Tuesday Tack Guitar Lick Challenge is entitled Mr. Lennon, as in John Lennon. This entire week within Tony's Acoustic Challenge, we're looking at Beatles-isms from one specific song that will remain unnamed. You'll find out here in a moment. Uh, but today, the guitar lick is based on double stops, and it really reveals a much larger opportunity that you are presented with every single day. 
More on that in a second, but first, let me go ahead and play the lick for you so you can hear how it sounds, and then I'll show you some of the nuances of it. Okay, here's how the lick sounds. A very cool doo-wop-ish lick. Uh, but the focus here is really on, on double stops and how effective they are at being full sounding. When we're only playing, we're only playing two notes and including a hammer on. I'll show you more about how you can discover these uh, on your own here in a moment. But first, TAC fam, to learn this, log in. This is your daily challenge today. Click on Start Challenge. That'll bring you to the teaching video. Once you're done with that, move to the play along video. Adjust it to a speed that's comfortable for you. And don't forget to open up that tab in a new window by clicking that tab icon in the lower right hand corner. Okay, so this lick really is uh, the, the oomph from this lick is surrounding uh, is surrounding these these double stops okay these double stops really give it some punch and we're working out of the C major pentatonic scale that sounds like this right if you're ever wondering what major pentatonic sounds like all you have to do is think of this That's the major pentatonic scale in a nutshell. Anyways, uh, what we're doing here is pairing two notes from that major pentatonic scale, and I'm hammering on to another note within that pentatonic scale, major pentatonic scale. And you can do this really with any notes from that scale. Now, are they all gonna sound good? Not really, but it's a great place to start trying things. I think all too often we get wrapped up in the which notes are right, which where are the right notes, and I'm saying, hey, just try some things out, okay? So the first two spots are basically spanning that fifth and seventh fret. But you can pick any notes from that scale. Hold them both down and hammer on to another scale note. That's kind of cool too. Or that one doesn't work as good, but I think you see what I mean, especially when you have scales that have a common fret. Meaning, you know, if I look at this major pentatonic scale, every single string I'm fretting at the fifth fret. Right? So that means I can hold down any two strings at that fifth fret and start experimenting. So a lot of times I hear, oh, all my scales sound like just single notes. All, all my, uh, rather solos, I think I said scales. All my solos sound like just single notes. That sounds puny. All my solos sound like just a scale. This is a great way to start busting out of that rut. Start to bring a little bit more life, uh, breathe a little bit more life into your solos. Now. Where did I get this idea? Uh, it comes from uh, the, the song, Let It Be. In fact, that, that beginning part of the solo is, is almost the same as what I played. Uh, let's see. <laughs> or 
or something along those lines. I don't remember it note for note, but it's the same kind of pattern and it really brought my attention to something that I wanna share with you. And this is the opportunity you are presented with every single day. You wanna learn songs. I think a lot of us, nearly every one of us, pick up the guitar because we want to learn songs. And it's incredibly rewarding. I mean, I, I remember being able to play uh, uh, Blackbird from start to finish for the first time and thinking I had climbed Mount Everest, the guitar equivalent of Mount Everest. And that was cool. And that song is awesome. But I want you to always zoom out when you're learning a song because there are little isms, there are little things you can pull from that song and just apply to your playing in mass. Maybe you're writing your own song, maybe you're trying to develop your own guitar licks, maybe you're trying to learn another song. These techniques pop up from song to song, okay? So what you learn in one song is not just isolated to that song. Case in point, yes, Let It Be, the solo uses these double stops. <laughs> but you can take those double stops and that approach and apply it to your own playing away from the song. So I'm here to say, yes, learn songs. Please learn as many songs as you want, but always keep your eyes open for the techniques, the skills that are involved in those songs, because those are even, in my opinion, more important and will give you that much more fuel on your guitar journey. I always find it funny that I say, I think you'll see that it sounds familiar, that's not right. It's, I think you'll hear that it sounds familiar, but hopefully you know what I mean. Okay, time for your second dose of acoustic news you can use. And first up is something I've mentioned before, but I wanna mention it again because we're talking about documentaries. We're talking about participating in helping to fund documentaries. There's a Mississippi John Hurt documentary that is being funded right now on GoFundMe. They have not reached their goal, but you can still participate. If you go to gofundme.com forward slash Mississippi John Hurt Foundation documentary film, you'll be able to find the campaign. And I gotta tell you, this is an important one. This is an important one. I'll put the link down below too, because I don't think I put all the slashes and things in it. But if you go to GoFundMe and search Mississippi John Hurt, you'll be able to find it. Uh, but again, I'll put the link in the description. This is an important documentary. You know, I think now with YouTube and everything being uploaded, I feel the art of, my fear is that the art of the general documentary will either fade away or, or maybe some of these quote unquote lesser known artists will, will fade away to the background. And I, I don't want them to be. I think one of the greatest documentaries I saw that helped me realize this was the one on Honey Boy Edwards. I had never heard of him and had it not been for this documentary, I probably never would have. And you might be thinking to yourself, Mississippi John Hurt, everybody knows about him. I, I beg to differ. You know, I, I found out about Mississippi John Hurt maybe three or four years into playing guitar because I started to delve into fingerstyle blues guitar. And obviously he was one of the pioneers. And I think he needs to be celebrated in proper fashion with a documentary, a fascinating life, a fascinating musician. So make sure to check out that documentary. Uh, again, I think it's an important one and I think it's one that, that needs to be brought to light. It needs to, be, it needs to be born into this world. So make sure to check that out. If you can uh, donate, please do. If not, don't worry, just, just spread the word about it. That sometimes is just as beneficial as throwing in a couple bucks. So if you can do both, even better. Okay, next up, a quote that I found to be 
absolutely perfect. It's from Mark Manson, the author of Subtle Art of Not Giving a Blank. Uh, and the quote from him says this, and I think it very much applies to guitar journeys at large, no matter where you're at, whether you're just starting or you've played guitar for 50 plus years. I've found that feeling frustrated, like nothing is working, is usually where the biggest breakthroughs are born. Wow, is that true? Holy smokes, is that true? You know, how often do you sit down and try to learn something on the guitar and you feel frustrated, like your fingers aren't going into the right place, like nothing is working? Well, to me, that's an indicator you're on the cusp of a major, major breakthrough. So that quote, while it might be true for life in general, it's very true for your guitar journey and learning new things and those things helping you grow, even if they're frustrating at first, right? So I don't know, keep that in mind. I wanted to share that with you. I thought it was very, very beneficial and, and valuable perspective. Uh, lastly, I've got a local Montana songwriter that I have to share with you. Um, probably a, a lesser known songwriter, uh, I, I guess at large, when you look at all the songwriters in the world. Um, probably very under the radar, but somebody I think you really need to know, uh, Chandler Huntley. I believe he's originally from South Carolina, I think. Maybe that's not true. Is South Carolina even a state? I know there's a North Carolina. Hmm. Should have paid more attention in geography class. Anyways, uh, Chandler Huntley now resides here in Bozeman, Montana, and he is one of those songwriters that just seems to channel the greats. Guy Clark, Towns, I, I, Steve Earle, I mean, all, all the greats. Think of those those classic kind of Texas troubadour songwriters. He is definitely in that class. Um, he released a song some probably about a year ago, and it's named Something That Shines. And it's funny because he's a local performer. I've seen him perform a lot, and I've always admired his guitar playing. But being able to sit down and listen to this song and actually sink into the lyrics, man. Wow, talk about an impact. Uh, you're gonna hear a piece of this song right now. It's entitled Something That Shines, and it is from Chandler Huntley. I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. You see, Leroy became a picker when he stopped drinking liquor. His dream was to sing in a hillbilly band. But they drew a blue capsule. He won the raffle for an all-inclusive trip to Vietnam. Said, Uncle Sammy, won't you please? I'm in love, don't you see? I surely love this country, but I can't afford to leave. She's the best I'll ever find, so I'm gonna make her mine. The only girl for me, Lord, she really shines. She's the only girl for me, Lord, she really shines. I'm ashamed to admit that while you were watching that, I Googled South Carolina to make sure that it was indeed a state. <laughs> uh, we're all family here, right? I can share those things. Anyways, on those beautiful, beautifully written notes, I think it's a great time to wrap up the Acoustic Tuesday show for today. Uh, but first, let's go ahead and take a sneak peek and see what's gonna happen next week. And oh, next week, Next week's episode, I do believe, will resonate with you. Pun very much intended. Uh, next week, we're gonna dig a little bit deeper into my guitar snow and look at some resonator guitars. Resonator guitars that I haven't shared all that much. In fact, a recent comment on, on a show said, hey, Tone, what do you think about national guitars versus mule resonator guitars? Well, to be short and honest, I think they're completely different, which is why 
I have both in my guitar snow. Well, next week we'll be looking at the Nationals. I think you'll really dig it. And I think you'll start to understand some of the differences between wood-bodied resonator guitars and steel-bodied resonator guitars. That's what's happening next week on the show. Please make sure to join me every single Tuesday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. Before I let you go, please do remember this. Your guitar success, however you define it, is directly related to your guitar routine. So please invest the time in your guitar routine and make sure to have fun every single day that you play. Fun should be your top priority. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for sharing your time with me and thank you for being a guitar geek. I'll see you next Tuesday on the Acoustic Tuesday Show. Cheers to you, guitar geeks unite.